trust God enough to say, again, yet again, God, I will leave everything that I know and follow you. Welcome back to the Prepare Podcast listeners. I'm excited to share part two of my conversation with Sonia Smith. So let's get to it. I'll catch up with you at the end. Okay, so you are a woman in full-time ministry at there at the Center of Hope. What motivates you in your ministry? I, well, I guess we kind of already answered that, but I, we can we can circle back around it. What's your biggest motivation for you as a woman in full-time ministry? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, I believe what motivates me the most is the the, the compassion, the the when you see the brokenness of the people that come through our doors every day at the Shield of Hope, you know many of these families um, are are just coming from all type of crisis. A lot of them are fleeing from domestic violence. Mm. So mm-hmm. again, a lot of it's what I've experienced, and so they come through these doors. And I just believe the Lord has placed me here to be that that light for them because they're so broken. Like what you know, they they have they're in such a crisis place in their life yeah. that you know they don't have any family support. Um, they lost everything. We just had a woman recently come through our doors, and she was just beat down physically, mentally, and emotionally, just got out of the hospital from being abused by, you know, physically, emotionally abused by her abuser. She comes through our doors and, you know, we're, we're loving on her. Um, we're, we're just meeting her direct needs in that moment. And she just, she's so thankful, Mm -hmm. like, like just crying. Like you just don't understand. She's like, you all just don't understand what this means to me, you know? And I think that's like so important as believers, like, you know, we don't have to have the answers, right? right, Necessarily to fix their like direct problem, but we have what Jesus has given us, the hope, the love. So that really um, is what motivates me. Like when I see broken people, like I just can't walk away from that right. I can't like you know okay they'll figure it out no like yeah. God's like I placed them in they came through you you help them that's right to figure it out and so I always tell my staff like the three things that we're here to do for the clients we're here to receive them support them and to help them yeah like that's what we're here to yeah. do for them it doesn't matter how many times they come through these doors many times they come through the doors you know four or five times. Mm. Um, but every single time we want them to, we want them to know you are welcome. Right. Yep. And right. every single time they, they leave, they're leaving with something different. The yes. Lord is changing them. It might be little by little, but, mm-hmm. and the fact that they feel safe to come back, you know, that they yes. know you are a safe place for them to come and they can, they can be restored. And, and I would tell you, this is, this is not an easy place to serve. Yeah. It's, it's, it, Heart because we deal with trauma yeah. every day, all types of trauma. Yeah. So you, you in your own, you know, personal life, you got things you got going on, and then you come to work with what you got going on, along yeah. with what other people got got going on. And so I'm just mindful about caring for my staff that we, you know, we serve alongside one another. We do check ins. We we got all kind of stuff that I, you know, we do collectively together mm-hmm. to build one another up, and so that they know that you know they're not alone out there as well. Because a lot of times. You know, what staff are going through is similar to what the clients that we deal with every single day. 
And so we we cover one another in prayer. We love one another. You know, we yeah. just love each other. So Yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute. What you do in those moments after experiencing someone's devastating story or, you know, they've come to you in a horrible place, it, it must have such an effect on you. So what do you do when you go home from that? And how do you separate yourself or how do you self-care during that time? That is a great question. And it's something I had to practice. My accountability partners, mentors, therapists have told me you need to make sure that you have something in place for yourself Mm. after you deal with all of these things. So as soon as I get home, this is run a bath. I walk through my door, (laughs) put my bags down and turn the bath on. You know, out of seven days a week, I'm probably doing that five times. You know, sometimes I get, you know, got something else going on and I got to do so. But for the most part, I'm running a bath. And then I say, Alexa, play. Yes. (laughs) Most time, you know, I'll play some soft jazz, Anita Baker, some gospel or something. And I'll light a candle. And I just thought into my wusa, you know, just my moment of just like me. And then sometimes I'm crying out to the Lord, lamenting for what I've just experienced during that day, praising him mm-hmm. for for choosing to use me yeah. to speak into somebody's life. And then I'm saying, Lord, fill me yeah. up again. Mm-hmm. Fill me up, God, again, so that I may be able to do this tomorrow. Yeah. And I just sit in that. I sit in whatever I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't dodge feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't act like the feelings don't exist. I have a Holy Ghost party with Jesus. <laughs> yes. And sometimes by myself. Yes. I'm not talking on the phone mm-hmm. with nobody. Mm-hmm. And people know that about me once I'm home, unless it's an emergency staff. Of course, I'm 24 hours. You call me. Yeah. But me, I have to be a priority yep. for myself. That's right. I'm team Sonia. Yeah. So I have, if I'm not cheering for me, right. <laughs> who else will? So yeah. I'm very um, intentional about self-care. It's so important. I tell people that all the time. So that's some things I do. Um, I do a lot of reading. I do meditation. I'm a worshiper by nature. So mm-hmm. I'm always worshiping and, and praying to the Lord. And so yeah. those are just some things I do to take to take care of myself. Um, I love, I love uh, just doing beauty things. So mm-hmm. I'll have myself a little spa treatment in my, yeah. I love hair. So you, if you yeah. probably know that by now, yeah. people know about me. It's gorgeous. <laughs> into that. And um, I'm unapologetic about taking care of myself. And I think, you know, as believers, we, we got to take care of God wants you to take care of yourself. So, yep. And I take a Sabbath. I take a Sabbath. Good. Even sometimes, Heather, when when those moments get a little bit rough here, I'll close my door, I'll come into my office, and I'll just play a song, mm-hmm. and I'll just sit Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing wrong with that. And even if even if you're not okay, I say, God, I'm just not okay today. Yeah, yeah. I need you. Yeah, I need you to get through it. Sometimes we have to pray just for that next breath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it looks again, it just looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I just believe like, you know, just just be transparent with the Lord. He already knows right. what's on your heart. Like I'm listen, if I'm by myself, why would I fake with God? Right. Like, right. Why I'd be like, you know, I'm good, God. God's like, no, you're no. not. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm like naked before you. Right. Lord. Like if anybody I can be naked, like I'm just 
Yeah. I do my ugly cry. Oh. I do my happy dance. Like, you know, I'm doing lashes are coming off. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, just having, I'm just being me with yeah. daddy. I just sit on his lap. I'm okay. just. He's amazing. That's right. So amazing. I love that. And thank you so much for saying that about not dodging your feelings. I feel like sometimes we are in a, you know, we're in that society where we have to be okay all the time. We just have to be okay. And even for, even when we are all alone, we have to tell ourselves, no, you're okay. You're fine. Get over it or, you know, whatever. But sometimes, we need to sit in the realness of the ugliness or the whatever that is happening and deal with it. We can't keep pushing it to the side. We can't dodge it. We have to own it and we have to do something about it. Or, or like you said, like talk to the Lord and be real with Jesus. He already knows. Yeah, we have a we have a choice. Yeah, you know, we have we have a choice to be authentic mm-hmm. or not. We have a choice to choose joy. Right instead of sadness, like all of these things are choices. And I believe that sometimes we don't think we have a choice. Like you, ha- you literally have a choice. You, do. you have a choice to say, you know what, God, I don't like what has happened today right. or what's going on in my life today, but I'm going to choose to trust you. Like these are all choices. Right. And so you got to get, like, I think it's all honestly about getting real with yourself. Like, I don't, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I don't Definitely. have to prove anything to the Lord other than like, Lord, I trust you. Right. He already knows. So I'm just, I'm just coming to you with my sacrifice hmm. and my sacrifices is not going to be some sort of burnt offering. It's going to be like, this is real sacrifice mm-hmm. Lord, that mm-hmm. I'm giving to you. Yeah. Please take. Yeah. Yeah. And that reminds me of that scripture in Psalms. Uh, I think it's Psalm 51 or 50, 50, maybe. The sacrifices of God are not burnt offerings. He's not He's not always pleased with that. He The sacrifices of God are a contrite heart, you know, and a right yeah. spirit and a broken spirit. Sometimes we have to be broken before the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he, sometimes, you know, we often want to think that it's like the, the Satan is doing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the Lord is like crushing you. <laughs> like, you know, he has us where he's like pruning us and, yeah. you know, yeah. plucking all the, and that's painful. Yeah. Like, I know. You've experienced that. Other people have that that crushing that God is doing. But yeah. it's in those times of crushing that, you know, we are coming and becoming more who of God has called us to be. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to not experience the crushing, but I want to make sure that I'm experiencing it with God. Yeah. And the only way that I can experience the crushing with God mm-hmm. is that I will submit those things to the Lord yeah. and say, OK, God. I'll, I'll crush me, but please don't crush me without you. Right. right? And right. so I, I, I just accept that. Mm. I accept whatever God allows in my life. Cause I know that he's with me. I know that, you know, a lot of people sometimes are afraid of dying. It's like, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be afraid of death. Cause death is life for us. That's right. Like I'm, I know that I'm only here temporary. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I still have work to do. But if the Lord says this is the day, then the, please let's <laughs> celebrate it because this is the day that the Lord has made right. for me. That's right. To be so so okay with that, yeah. especially now coming out of a or still in the midst of a pandemic. Like right. God has moved in such a mighty way, and yes, there are a lot of dark things we can see that's happening. But there's so much goodness mm. that God has shown us in that. And if you hadn't, if you hadn't seen goodness in, during this pandemic, I would really challenge you to say, 
what's going on with your walk with the Lord. Because I certainly know he's shown some things. He's shown all some things in this pandemic. Number one, we're not in control of nothing. That's right. (laughs) Yep. Like I shut the whole world down. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And said, it's starting back up when I say Yeah, that's right. And we're pushing pause on all of this. Right. Yeah, I know. And I appreciated that too, figuring out what that looked like for us when everything just stopped. And we were like, mm-hmm. okay. And then when we started going back to the way that, you know, things started opening up. And even then I'm like, no, I don't want to go back to the way it was. Okay, Delta variant. Click. You know? <laughs> You know, don't go back. <laughs> right, right. Nope, you're not listening. Not listening yet. So come on, people. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't, all- I don't attempt to know the thoughts of God. Let's, I just want to put yeah. that out there. Right. But, we, but you know what happened? The truth is that he still is, he's speaking. It's yeah. like, how do you not see that? Come on. Yeah, exactly. You know? And again, it's, it's, it's an individual thing, although we're all affected by what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's the individual relationships that God is trying to have with us. And right. so I can't miss out on that. Yeah. I, I do that. No, I don't want to, I don't want to miss it. No. <laughs> so um, let's switch gears just a little bit. I just want to know, this is just kind of a fun question to ask you. If you could go back in time and visit any one person, any one person, who would it be? And what do you think you would say to them? Wow. Um, if I can go, if I, if I can go into biblical times, of course, I would definitely be like Jesus. Yes. Mary. But I, I want to stretch myself a little bit more and I would want to talk to Mary Magdalene. Oh yes. Good. She is such an amazing woman, Mm -hmm. such an example Mm -hmm. for me. I see a lot of myself in, um, in, in her and mm-hmm. what, what she's gone through. And I would love to ask her like when she went to the tomb yes. looking for her Lord, right? Mm-hmm. After she had witnessed him being murdered and just, mm-hmm. just died of this horrific death, right? I would love to say to her, like, look, ask her, like, what was your first thought? Like, how? Yes. You know, because the Bible doesn't really describe other than like she was a little startled when she saw him. But like, I would want to know, like, wow, how did you feel yeah. when you saw him? Like, what what did that do for you? You know, like, I would just love to sit down because she was she was a faithful follower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the per- first person to see Jesus. And I would love to just sit and talk with this woman of God, mm-hmm. even her journey from when God delivered her. And out of those this, the seven demons that she had, and he casted those out. Like what what made her fall deeper in love mm-hmm. and being so committed with God? I would just love to sit and talk to Mary Magdalene. Yeah. I, I would. Yes. I would just love to spend the day with this incredible woman of mm. God. I would just love to learn everything about this amazing woman of God because she was counted out. Right. And I'm I'm not going to share a lot about what I'm talking about um, at the uh, women's conference, but she is my person. And I would just love to hear, you know, her story. Mm. I want to know her testimony in depth. Yeah. I just believe it would inspire me even more. 
she was the woman that people, you know, talked about her. She was a prostitute and she was the very first woman, anybody to see Jesus resurrect because she went to the tomb. Yes. And she was like, she just went to like take care of her, her Lord, you yeah, know, right. clean him up, put some oil. Mm-hmm. And she saw him and she didn't know that that was him. And he says, Mary, Mary. Right. Cause she was like, where did y'all take my Lord? Mm. I want to know what she going to turn up the place. Yeah, like, right. Him. Right. like in my mind. Cause I, I don't know. I just want to know. I want to, I just feel like because yeah. she was such a faithful follower. Yeah. yeah. And included in with the 12 included as a part of, of that as well. And she had in her own right, had her own ministry as a part of yeah. all of that. Yeah. That's really cool. And people always say, you know, women were not really important or some people feel like, you know, they downplay women's role in the Bible. But she was the first apostle because yeah. she was the first person that Jesus said, go tell. Yeah. And that's what she did. Like she didn't hesitate. She's like, God, ain't gonna, they're not going to believe me. I can't mm. I can't go out and tell nobody. No, she was like, gone. And then it. when she went to tell them, they still was like uncertain. And they, she had to bring them to the tomb. Yeah. So it was like. She was so faithful. She's like, no, y'all not going to tell me that he's not real because I saw him for myself. Let right. me go and bring you over to the yeah. I love that about her. I love her. Oh, my goodness. That is so interesting. Now I want to know what happened to her. Yes. After, because she's not you mentioned again. Exactly. They don't talk. And again, we don't know a lot of what happened to a lot of people. Yeah. But she's one person. If yeah. I was to go back in time, I would love to hear the rest of her ministry. The I rest of it. her story. Yes. Oh yes, my goodness. That's a good one. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then in that same vein, if you could go back in time and visit your younger self at any age, what you pick the age, what do you think you would say to her? What advice would you give her your younger self? Yeah. And I would, I would go back to my, my younger years when my dad you know, and I love him now, we reconcile, have walked out of our lives, mm, right? Because mm-hmm. I was very young when that happened yeah, and very bruised when that happened. So I would, I would talk to her and tell her, you are loved. Yeah. You are valued. You are so worth um, the love of God. And you may not have had a relationship with your dad, your biological father, but you have a heavenly father mm. that loves you, mm-hmm. that sees you, and um, you are worth more than rubies and gold, Amen. my sweet child. I would tell her that. I actually did that in therapy. Like I, my therapist had had me walk back in certain ages in my life. Wow. And I, people think it's weird, Heather, <laughs> but it's amazing. And I went back and talked to her and yeah. told her and let her cry. And it was so restoring for Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. because that part of my life, it was very painful not to not have my dad. Yeah. And so um, to let her know that it's okay, but you're going to be okay. You got to see your life now, little little young girl. You are beautiful. Yes. (laughs) And I say like, I I just felt like for me in that going back to affirm, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you know, when we're younger, we often see, we often feel like we're invisible mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's why we, we go chase after things because Satan makes it seem like, you know, nobody really sees, but I see you. Yeah. So I just, 
I just would affirm her and keep loving on her and loving her. Mm, that's beautiful. Be best friend. <laughs> yeah, be best friend. Yes, yes. Yep, best friend. <laughs> and wouldn't it be cool if, I mean, I, in another universe, if we could just say, hey, you can call me anytime. <laughs> you know, call right. me in the future if you need <laughs> advice. Right. Okay, so tell me or tell us just a little bit about um, how you came to Chicago. Because I know you originally, you, you're you from the South. Yes, I, I am definitely from, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I'm okay. The South. No, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but okay. my story and God's story has led me different, you know, to the Salvation Army in the Southern yeah. Territory. Okay. And that's a whole nother. Okay. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but God, but God, but God. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I was a former officer. I'm a former officer for the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And um, I served in the Southern Territory, three different appointments, mm-hmm. Baton Rouge, Corps, Biloxi Croc Center. And then my last appointment was in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. And all of those appointments, wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. um, appointments. But they had come, had come to some crossroad in my life where the Lord was really, um, dealing with some, some things that I, I had been experiencing. And in order for me to get to the depth of healing that I needed, the Lord was calling me out. And I wrestle with that Mm -hmm. because I love being an officer. Mm -hmm. It's everything about this. I was called to full-time ministry at the age of 13. Wow. I just didn't know it was going to be Salvation Army because I didn't know y'all was a church. Yeah, that bold <laughs> prayer you said. Right. And so through through my different experiences, the Lord just kind of led me to the Salvation Army. And I had an opportunity to minister overseas with the Texas Division with Lieutenant Colonel Likes. And um, yeah. that's where the Lord had called me to full-time ministry. Wow. I was still married to this abusive person. I was like, he don't want to do this, Lord. Mm-hmm. But God, again, made a way. And I and I answered my calling to be an officer. But along the way, there was just some things that I had been dealing with that the Lord just really wanted to pull me out so that I can be completely healed. Yeah, And ministry can be really ugly, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it talks about that all in the Bible. You can see different biblical um, leaders, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with a lot of things in the Bible. Yeah. But I just believe that, you know, it is okay to step away. Yeah. Even as I was bleeding um, from a lot of things that I had been experiencing, people still want you to perform or, or minister. Like, hey, I'm dying over here, people. You know, and it's like you still got to show up, even yeah. though you are dealing with a lot of things yourself. And for my spiritual and emotional and physical stability, it was very important for me to kind of step away. And the Lord was calling me out to really take me to a deeper level in him. Mm -hmm. Because I always desire to go deeper in God. I just never know what that's going to look like. I'm thinking it's, you know, okay, God, we're going to do this. That's how you're going to take me deeper. No, I'm going to break you down more. (laughs) And (laughs) we never think about that. No. And, uh. So I'm so thankful for that. And then this opportunity presented itself here to Chicago. And I was like, Ooh, okay, God, I didn't think that I was going to do this. Yeah. And everything about this role was, was me. It was like, I saw myself sitting in it and I just had to trust God enough to say again, yet again, God, I will leave everything that I know and follow you. Mm. 
And then I, I came to the Shield of Hope. I love the Army. I love everything about it. I just didn't know that I was going to be in this role in compassion. And I still get to do ministry. Sign me up, Lord. Sign me up, Lord. Because I said, Lord, wherever I go after officership, it must still be ministry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. God's not done with you yet. No, no. <laughs> Anything in my life will be ministry. Don't even ask me to do nothing if it's not pertaining to telling people about Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm I'm sad that we never got to meet while we lived in Florida. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Army, we got some amazing people. It's yeah. it's incredible. Oh yeah. And once you're family, you're always family. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I said I got a great Salvation Army, which is family, yeah. and I just love that we're just like this huge melting pot. Everybody is, has their own different walk with the Lord, and we just come together as one army, sharing God's love for people. So yeah. it's like no other ministry. That is that's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's like no other ministry. It's unique. Yes, it is. And I thank God for um, the opportunity to be used by Him. Mm. So I never take that for granted, and reminding me that the calling on my life. It's irrevocable. So if someone believes that, you know, God can't use them anymore, I'm thrown in a towel, you should never give up on God because he is never going to give up on you. Amen. And when you walk in your truth and your authenticness that God has placed inside of you, he will use that. Like, mm. just let him use you. And I often do this and say this to myself, you know, transparency is your gateway to healing. Mm. you got to that you got to know that God wants you to be transparent because there's somebody that you need to connect to that heaven may not be able to reach. I may not be able to reach, but God's story in you, through you, using you will be able to reach somebody else. And so we just got to be okay with being our authentic self and, and understanding it's okay. God is with you. He's faithful. He's faithful. People of God. And so thank you. I'm excited about, you know, the women's conference that come up. It's coming up. Arise and shine. It's a new day, yeah. women. Yeah, it's a new day. Yes. God's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, I am delighted to have you on today. Thank you so much for just being so honest and open and sharing with us today. And it just gives us a little, a little uh, deeper clue into who you are and where you come from and Um, We appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you all. Thank Thank you. you. Okay, such a great conversation with Sonia. Did you hear her little teaser that she threw in there about the Horizon Shine Conference? It's going to be great. So if you haven't registered for the conference, there's still time. Registration deadline is December 1st, so we still have a month. But don't delay. Go to www.uscwomensministries.com. God is going to do something amazing. And um, I can't wait to hear more from Sonia. www.uscwomensministries.com. Again, thanks for joining us for our podcast. Those of you who are subscribers, thank you so much for never missing an episode. And if you're stumbling on us for the first time, why not hit that subscribe button? That way you'll never miss anything. The Prepare Podcast is a production of the Salvation Army Central Territory Women's Ministries Department. And it's my hope and prayer that this podcast has left you feeling prepared and equipped for tomorrow. I'll see you next time. God bless you.